everyone. Kate Connell Potts here, your host for Sold Out Sessions, a podcast for private yoga teachers, and the creator and author of The Art of Teaching Private Yoga, an in-person training course, an online certified course, and a book you can find over on Amazon or at kateconnellpotts.com forward slash book. All right, so today's episode is all about your hot list, and I know this is a little bit of an unusual title, so I want to get to the heart of what this is right away. When it comes to working with private clients, we all have a category of people who are really warmed up to our essence as private yoga teachers. They understand what we're all about. They understand our energy and our teaching style. They understand our value and what we put out into the world. And they likely have a firsthand experience behind what it is that we offer and how we help people. This might be because somebody has told them about our work. This could be potentially because they have sat down and talked with us or crossed paths with us. Or it could be that they've joined us in a class and they've experienced our teaching and it's had some sort of profound impact on them. This list of people, these individuals, are the kinds of people that we want to work with. And so one of the best ways that we can be of service to them is to continue to spend time acknowledging their presence in our circles and our areas and continue to give them more value. This is the very premise of a functional and long-term client relationship. When we start to understand who is really warmed up to what we offer and is invested in the outcomes of the work that we do, then we can spend time being of value to them. Today's episode is all about how these people turn into clients. And essentially thinking about your quote-unquote hot list as a list of individuals who are, in fact, your could-be and future clients. These people, again, are familiar with you and your teaching. They're genuinely interested in finding somebody that has the skill set and the potential to troubleshoot and identify and then problem solve issues that they are struggling with, which is what you are designed to do or they've been referred to you by somebody else. When we look at this list of people, we're going to automatically sort of think of who these people could be and where they are spending their time and interacting with us. So as I go through the list, I want you to start to notice if certain names are popping up, if faces are coming to the top of mind, and really noticing where these people are in your particular business, where in your particular life, and who specifically is popping out to you. Because those who's are going to be future clients and people that you want to begin to cultivate more of a relationship with long-term. So these individuals who are on your quote-unquote hot list can be found in the following places. Number one, in your group classes or in your series. So I talk a lot about the benefit of offering series over drop-in classes. And what I mean by a series is that you offer um, restorative yoga for busy professionals. And you offer it every Thursday night in eight packs. So you have an eight-week session on Thursday nights, people enroll in, versus just hosting or teaching a weekly class that's always drop in on Thursday nights. The reason why series works are because you begin and end a relationship with somebody that hopefully does continue. But the benefit of it is that you see them evolve over time and you have a starting point and then you have a progressive point. You can't guarantee that they're going to show up to every single 
session that you offer as part of that series, but you can guarantee that they're likely going to show up for more than what they would if it was just a drop-in offering. So I really am an advocate for series over drop-in classes. Number two, they have attended a focused workshop or training in your area of specialty. This could look like a workshop um, on yoga nidra for new moms. It could be a, um, a prenatal class for couples. It could be a yoga for workshop, uh, not a yoga for workshop, a yoga for runners workshop. That one would exist. It could be a, a handful. It could be more than a handful. It could be dozens and dozens of things. The key is, is that what you're teaching is actually your specialty. So when we get started, it's really easy to do a variety of things, um, like a wine and vinyasa workshop, and then a family yoga workshop, and then a um, yoga for stress reduction workshop. And these are all great because they help us get clear about what our specialty is. But it also can create a lot of noise. And instead of creating a known connection between you and your specialty, you're actually creating a lot of dissonance for people who aren't really sure what it is that you offer aside from these standalone offerings. So it's really important that you start to theme together your events and your workshops so that they have some congruency, they make sense, they fit together, they're progressive in some way, they build, they ebb, they flow, they evolve, and they all make sense as a holistic approach together. They're all pieces to the same puzzle so that people can break apart different pieces of what you offer and get value from it, or they can find somebody else doing something different if you don't have the key to their problem. You can see how this creates more of a warmed up person who's dropping into different offerings that you have because they are all similar in some way. Number three, they are seeing a healthcare professional in your area or that's doing complimentary work in the online space if your business is more virtual. This is likely somebody that is seeing a professional that does complimentary work that in in part of doing that has either been referred to you or has started to understand that they need somebody that offers what you offer and so they're able to start working with you in some way. Number four, this person has landed in your inbox and is either resonating with something that you're putting out there, like they're they're shaking their head yes through an email and saying, I love that blog post or I attended your workshop last week and it was so profound for me or I was in your series last month and it was fantastic, I'm feeling great or they're asking you a question. These people are super warmed up. They not only are getting value from what you're offering, whether it's content or teaching or something of the past, but they're also taking a step to contact you and ask you a question and to follow up. Those people are hugely warmed up and ready for any potential offerings or um, continued opportunities to work with you than anybody else. And then number five, they're lingering on your social media accounts. So I put this at the very, very end because this is the least warm out of this whole list. But I still want to mention it because we do live in a, a world right now that is highly 
digital and there's a lot of social media connection and channels and noise which tends to come with what has happened as we've moved businesses online. And one of the things that I want to point out here is that people that follow you on social media are still really tapped into what you're doing. They're really curious about your lifestyle, about your day-to-day, -day, about your tips and tidbits, your inspirations, and they shouldn't be left off this list. But keep in mind that that group of people is going to be um, likely the least warm and also the least likely to act on invitations. So just be mindful that the other four are highly leveraged. They're really high, um, high warmth and high performing and converting. Whereas that last one, it still works. You can still get people to buy from social media, but it's a little bit more passive and it takes more time. So it takes more touch points, takes more invitations, it takes more time to really lead them towards a paid offering and working with you one-on-one. -on -one. As long as you know that, you will be good to go if you take a strategy in that realm. Okay, so what do we do from here? We know that these individuals are connected to us in some way, and we know that having conversations with them is super impactful. But one of the things that I see that comes up the more that we work within this zone of one-on-one -on -one offerings is that people have struggle, struggles, issues, um, concerns around having conversations. Conversations are the next step. After we identify these individuals, the next piece is having highly customized and one-on-one -on -one conversations with them about where they go from here. So where does somebody go after they take your group class? What happens after somebody lands in your inbox and asks you about your one-on-one -on -one services or a particular question, like how they modify their practice for their condition? What happens from there? Well, we have a conversation with them and we tell them what happens from there. We hold their hand and walk them into a package that is customized for their needs, whether that's a really simple package to start or a more deluxe or robust offering that's going to be much more comprehensive for their needs. The difference here is the confidence behind backing the effort and the action of actually leading them towards this conversation. Conversing with people who you want to help is ultimately one of the most challenging things that we do, even though it comes from a place of really wanting to offer value and wanting to help them by knowing that our services are super valuable. It can still be vulnerable. It can bring up a lot of different things like doubt, hesitation, and certainly a lot of internal questions that come up for you around money, around are you able to do this, around are you experienced enough to do this, and around what business do you have even doing this. These fraudy feelings, these lack of confidence and confidence feelings can be a really true thing that we need to identify. So the best way to bat your inner critic is to be clear about what you are capable of and what you're uniquely equipped to help people achieve as a result of working with you one-on-one. -on -one. I have some questions that are going to help you establish your why and particularly are going to help you create a really fundamental confidence level so that you're able to inform every conversation you have with potential warmed up or hot list private clients that you can use these questions to uncover your confidence so that the conversations that you have in the future with your hot list individuals are ones that are profound impactful, that you lead with confidence and clarity, and that are really helpful to those individuals. So question number one, get to the heart of what you do and who you help, the who and the what. 
Why are you doing this? How are you helping them? Who are you helping? Who, so I guess it's who, what, how. <laughs> so what is it that you are uniquely positioned to do? Who is it that you're uniquely positioned to help? And why are you so passionate about doing this? Little disclaimer here. If you can't figure out why, 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 why you're doing this, it's going to be really hard to stay connected to the work that you're doing day in and day out. Once upon a time, I was told by a previous mentor of mine that although he loved his job, it was still a job. And he was talking about teaching yoga. As a brand new teacher, I was so upset by that answer because although he was being really candid and honest with me, I felt so upset that he was really sharing some of the realities of teaching yoga with me, especially as somebody who was bright eyed and just bursting to share this work and jump in full feet, full uh, force ahead. I was just so excited to do this work and him saying that really at the time wasn't something that I could understand because I hadn't been doing this work for a long period of time. What he was really trying to say in part, I believe, is that there is still an immense amount of focus and investment and consistency and even that eight-toward hustle that goes into doing this work. And a lot of times it is not work that is always outward facing. It's a lot of things that we do behind the scenes. If you don't have a why that you can really turn to and a grounded sense of, of why you are sharing this passion in this way, so not just a passion for yoga, talking about yoga with friends and having conversations about yoga, being a yoga practitioner and, um, you know, going to yoga events, but beyond that, why you're building a business doing this, why you're sacrificing time and money and effort and you know, energy that you can be spending in other passions and other areas of your life, which sometimes can be quite painful to be perfectly honest and candid, then it's going to be really hard on those days and in those moments where you are sacrificing things. So be clear about your why. And if you need to spend some time figuring it out, it might not just be a simple, you know, what is my why as I bring this up for two minutes of a 15-minute podcast, and that's okay. It might be a much longer process, and it's certainly an evolution. Um, but be mindful of, of being clear with yourself about what your why is and being curious about what your why is and as it changes over time. Number two, what is your teaching legacy? So this ties into your why. What is your legacy? What are you sharing? Why are you sharing it? And what do you want to be known for now and in the future? Number three, who can you help the most? So we did talk about this already in number one, but instead of who you help, I really want you to think about in a broader sense of the word, are you helping people one-on-one -on -one, and how are you helping people in a more broader sense? So as you help people individually, how do they then in turn help others? What's the ripple effect of who you're helping? And it doesn't just end with whoever you're offering one-on-one -on -one services to. And then lastly, what do only you offer and how do you do this? So as we get clear about who our who is, we get more and more clear about the method in which we teach. 
So yes, the method is private yoga, but beyond that, what is the actual way that you have systematically decided to go about teaching private yoga? Because this is going to come up when you have these conversations with your hot list. This is going to differentiate the one-on-one -on -one work that you do with whatever they're already receiving from you, whether that's social media updates, whether that's emails and blog posts and podcast episodes, whether that's free videos on YouTube, whether that's Periscope, whether that is group classes or series or workshops or free talks or lectures or, you know, any of the variety of things that you're already putting out there into the world. How does the one-on-one -on -one work that you're doing differ from all of that stuff? You need to be able to articulate that because remember, anytime we're asking people to opt into something that costs more money, requires more time and effort of them and takes them away from their already busy life, we need to be able to be really clear about what it is and what the outcome is going to be from a result of them investing their time, money, energy, and effort into doing this work. Take all these questions and you can find these questions and this list of individuals that we're calling your hot list over at kateconnellpotts.com slash hot list and spend some time thinking about both who is popping up on your hot list, where you're finding the most people on your hot list, and then also the questions around building confidence in approaching your you guessed it, hot list. I can't wait to hear your ahas and insights from this week's episode, so please be sure to share them with me over at kateconnellpotts.com forward slash community and our private Facebook group, or shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Kate at kateconnellpotts.com. To all things private yoga, namaste. 